Welcome to Words That Move Me, the podcast where movers and shakers like you get the information and inspiration you need to navigate your creative career with clarity and confidence. I am your host, Dana Wilson, and I move people. I am all about the tools and techniques that empower tomorrow's leaders to make the work of their dreams and live a full life while doing it. So whether you're new to the game or transitioning to your next echelon of greatness, you're in the right place. My friends, hello, welcome. This is Words That Move Me. This is part two with Toogie, and I'm Dana. So excited that you're here because our interview, uh, Toogie, Toogie and I speaking together to each other over screens <laughs> was too full and way too fun for one episode. So we split it up and this is part two which actually serves as a great introduction to Toogie. So if you're starting here with part two, work, keep on listening, but do be sure to check out last week's episode where we talk all about the differences between movement directors, movement coaches, and choreographers. We also discuss the role of art in service of the grieving process um, and the process of her work titled Metanoia, which begins its run tomorrow, all through the weekend at the Odyssey Theater here in LA. That is June 23rd through 26th. If you are in LA, get your tickets. If, if you can, please be there. Um, but if you can't, especially if you can't be at the show, please consider donating to her fundraising campaign for the show. It will be the first link in our show notes so that... Um, if, if you are down, if you are able, you can help her help pay her team. Uh, very noble cause, and her team is truly the cream of the crop. So check it out. Check them out. Um, let's see. More announcements. Yes. Quick warning about adult language here in this episode. Um, you know me. And I think that's it. Let's do wins now, shall we? This is a big one. <laughs> if you have been following the pod for any amount of time, more than two weeks or three weeks, <laughs> you know that we are celebrating our fiscal sponsorship through the Dance Resource Center. And last week, we had our first annual screening and fundraiser event. And y'all, I'm on the verge of tears because it's so exciting to think about something for so long and then for that thing to actually happen. <laughs> so I'm celebrating the event. Um, I'm celebrating the works that we screened, five films, Smokestack Lightning by Carissa Kroger and Eric Scholeser, Blueprint by Brandon Mathis, and Kisas by Hawk. We also premiered the new Seaweed Sisters film. Can you hear the excitement in my voice? Um, I am so tickled by this project. Uh, we call it Night at the Theater. See what we did there? Theater? Theater? Anyways, uh, this is the new Seaweed Sisters project we made with our friend Machete Bang Bang and our dear friend Danny Madden helped out on so many levels and oh, it is fun. Um, and then, of course, our first ever Whittemcom production, 
eight counts, the words that movie. This was a collaborative film made with the help of several of you, people listening, like words that move me podcast listeners, um, and Widomcom members. Widomcom, of course, being the words that move me community, our members. Um, y'all, eight counts has been a work in progress for nine actual months. And last week, our little art baby was born, and I could not be more proud of her. Uh, there's an, enough to unpack there for its very own episode, so I will stop right there with this one. Um, it really does take a village, and we really did it. I am counting... Oh, see what I did there? Counting. Uh, I'm counting our first screening and fundraiser. A major success. Huge win. Thanks to all of you. Um, thank you for your support, and if you were not able to be there, you can still support by donating to Words That Move Me via our fiscal sponsor, the Dance Resource Center, um, which, let me just demystify for you, what that really means is that you donate to the Dance Resource Center, it is tax deductible, a tax deductible donation, and then they keep a small percentage, cut me a check, it is a win, win, win. You win for supporting your community. Dance Resource wins because they help so many artists and art organizations. And I win because I win. <laughs> Always. Haven't you heard the podcast? <laughs> I'm winning every single week, whether big or small. And this was definitely a big win. Um, thank you again. Okay. That's me. That's what's going well in my world. How about you? Tell me. Hit me. Shout it from the rooftops. Go. What's going well in your world? All right, my friend. Congratulations. Balloons, confetti, trombones, marching bands. You are doing it. I support you. Keep winning. All right, now let's do this. I, y'all, I love this woman. I love this woman. Teresa Tuggy Barcelo is a star, a, a, a bright and shining light in this creative life that we have. Um, I've always admired her and respected her as a dancer and as a choreographer. And now with the um, kind of bigger, broader picture I have of her background, her values, it is all making so much sense. All the love, all the respect, and all of the interest in what is coming around the corner from Tuggy and for Tuggy, actually, and for all of us, thanks to Tuggy. So really exciting stuff. I'm <laughs> choking on my words because I'm so excited to share with you this conversation with Tuggy Barcelo. So here, here's where we might begin. I feel like I kind of accidentally made a podcast about learning. <laughs> I thought I was making a podcast about dance and choreography and creative career things. But the part that I'm most interested in is learning how other people learn and then me actually learning and sharing the things I've learned. It's like, it's, it's big for me. So mm -hmm. I would love to hear about your kind of 
early training days, specifically the stuff that you learned then that prepared you for what you're doing now? Mm. Wow. That, <laughs> I love, I love the, the tapping. Oh, the yes. Tapping I, of part of me sometimes does wish we filmed the podcast because all of my guests have such exquisite body language and my face. Oh, it's, oh, tell stories. Also exquisite. <laughs> Thank you. Very activated. I usually get in like whenever I do self-tapes or um, uh, actually auditions in general. If there are callbacks and they're virtual, which most of them are lately, I get, um, yeah, could, could, could we see that again? Just maybe a little less um, oh. up here. How dare they? <laughs> oh, my God. I'm like, to stifle your expressive face. Yeah. Uh, usually I'm like, I get that a lot. Here we go. And I try to dial it back, but really it's hard for me. Okay. Back to you. Yeah. Well, it's very natural. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a... It's not a for it's not a forced expression or an, an exaggeration. It's just, it just is a natural. Uh, your face muscles are just like face. engaged and activated in part of your life. It's just my face. This is just my face. That's what we're gonna call the episode. <laughs> this is just my face with Tuggy. Yes. Nice. Um, uh, so my training. Yes. Mm -hmm. My I can't talk about my training. Uh, without talking about the most important dance teacher I ever had, my mother, uh, really uh, incredible flamenco, yeah, mainly flamenco dancer, but also did like all of the classical Spanish, did ballet, dance modern, mm. um, was a uh, uh, just a incredible mover danced performed with me in her belly uh all the way through wow um so the wiggles the wiggles began at the embryonic stage <laughs> uh <laughs> and as soon as i got out she was you know pointing my little feet my little <gasps> biscuits oh my gosh uh, <laughs> tiny tuggy toes i'm yeah. losing it <laughs> yes and Actually, the f my first memory of learning, my first memory of learning anything ever in life is a memory of my mother squatting down in front of my stroller and moving her hand, like splaying her fingers and twirling her wrists around um, and singing this little song. Uh, about this mother wolf and her five little baby wolves in Spanish. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, and I remember like in the memory, I see my little, I see my little phalanges creep up uh, to meet hers. And I'm, I'm imitating this, uh, this like hand dance of hers. Uh, and yeah, it's I, I, it's really just like obviously I was learning things before that you know the sound of her voice, mm -hmm. uh, you know food tastes and how to you know crawl and things mm -hmm. like that. But actual memory of like oh yeah this is that time that I learned this one thing. Um, so it's like 
the hand, my hands, my hands are just kind of like the, the part that a, a has huge been... fo- a focus, the first, yeah. the first focus. The, yeah. The awakening of, of the dance in my body when it was through my hands. Um, I would love to take that tender and beautiful moment and let you know, probably something that you will never be able to forget. One of my favorite words to mix up in Spanish is wolf, and I mix it with lips because ah, labos. Yes. <laughs> Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so I'm wondering mm-hmm. how different that song might be if it were five lips. <laughs> five little lips. Oh, that's amazing. Um, sorry to now I just you. see the wolf with like gigantic <laughs> big lips. red lips. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Big juicy. Cartoon. Hey, which yeah. actually that's uh, I haven't seen it done. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there we go. A gift, a creative <laughs> treasure born in this moment. I will cherish it forever and ever. Thank you. Um, you're welcome. Thank you for that offering and that reminder that I have practice to do. <laughs> I would love to know about how freestyle influences your movement and what part of your training that held. Because I think when mm. I met you, my idea was that you were a freestyle dancer. Um, and and I, I'm, I'm sure I, – and I honestly, I don't remember – the slice of the dance world that I met you through, but that was my thought. I, I thought that you were a freestyle dancer. Um, and it was only after getting to know you a little bit more, I became aware of how much more you are. Um, but did that play a big part in your early days? Absolutely. Again, um, coming from a, a, a Latin culture, mm-hmm. you know, we, we dance, we dance till 4am. That's what we do. Um, from, it doesn't matter if you're a tiny little baby when it's Thanksgiving or the night before Christmas or whatever birthday party, anybody's birthday for Tia Juanita, like, uh, you're up, you're up dancing, um, uh, till, till, you know, late, late, very past your bedtime. Uh, and you are, you're yeah just it's just such a big big part of how i how i grew up i remember i remember my sister rosa teaching me teaching me like salsa in her room hmm. um because i you know i like next family party i really wanted to be able to like get down Ooh, to do it and to be and a part like, of the the big the, kid thing yeah cuz i was i was doing i was part of it i was like in my own little body, like bopping around and, and, you know, probably like just two stepping and maybe doing some flamenco. I mean, my, my but mother, I bet the wrists and little, fingers were going. Yeah. The wolves. Uh, my mother at my kindergarten, my mother choreographed a classical uh, Spanish dance solo for my kindergarten graduation. So I was, I was dancing. Okay. Okay. Um, but I really wanted to like get the the Cuban like the Cuban salsa going, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then growing up also dancing and like freestyling cultural dance was my savior. I I went to magnet schools mm. where I had to. I love telling this story. 
because or this little bit of information because I sound like an old lady that's like, I used to hike 10 miles uphill <laughs> to get to my like, <laughs> through the snow and the hurricanes. Yes. Um, no, but I used to get up at like four o'clock in the morning as a wee little, wee little child, uh, hop on a cheese wagon on a, on a bus, uh, ride for an hour to a very far wow. place, a uh, train station, get on a train, take the train to another train station, get off the train, get onto another cheese wagon. And then that would then take me to my school. So I was traveling um to get to school because it was my only access to a free dance education mm. um at a at a much younger age my mom would she would barter um she would trade mm-hmm. she was an amazing seamstress so she would trade costume making and she would like clean the studio so that mm-hmm. I could take ballet class um but then when I got into like middle school age um I was going to these schools that were like super far away and in like not that great neighborhoods mm-hmm. um and uh there was a lot of bullying there was a lot of racism there was a lot of things to to deal with of uh kind of like kids looking at me being like you don't you don't look like us you don't belong here um uh a lot a lot of uh, sort of like identity uh angst because I was like being bullied and being called white but I in my mind I was like well but I'm Latina Mm -hmm. and that was there was like a difference between those two things so it was really it was uh yeah it was intense and then my my sort of weapon of choice was dance because I would kind of just like keep my eyes down and not, Mm -hmm. you know, not really like try to engage uh, and then wait for those opportunities to show that I could dance because the moment that I showed that I could dance, that I could like, you know, I could wind and I could booty shake and I could like, I could do all the, all the dance, all the cool dances that that things changed for me they were like oh you were oh in. no wait you could dance you're cool mm-hmm. you okay we don't hate you anymore so mm-hmm. it literally was like my uh just like social savior ticket. uh yeah my ticket to like don't beat me up i can i can like move move my butt really good oh my Check gosh this out. <laughs> watch this watch this accept me please <laughs> Oh wow! Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like wait till the booty music comes on at the dance, and you are good. Uh, Thank you for sharing. I, I don't that. even know. Wait, what? What was the? What was the? Oh, um, freestyle. That was really, the question. Oh yeah, freestyle. Oh my gosh, yeah, I got yeah, I went yeah, yeah. with you. I went with you mm-hmm. on that bus, on that train, on that other bus. I <laughs> and and also, um, I think it's not an uncommon dance story I think dancing for acceptance showing yourself and in this case freestyle shout out Sean Evaristo for helping me understand this freestyle is show and prove you show Mm -hmm. your skills and you prove yourself or you prove that you love it 
And yeah, you prove how, I hard, think, how hard you work. Yeah. To, and I think even it. non-dancers can see that and they accept that as this kind of strange currency. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not that that should be the case. Like, should, do we have to know how to dance to be accepted? My God. But I, I, oddly enough, I don't think that's an unusual story. But thank you for bringing me into that. I, I used dance for friendships, for sure. I, I remember very clearly wanting to fit in with any and all groups. And there were, you know, I like I fit in with the theater club because dance. I fit in with the cheerleaders because dance. I fit in with the palms because dance. I fit in with my black friends because obviously dance. And yeah. I actually got kicked out of the activities hall for doing the sea walk when I was in, <gasps> when I was like a sophomore. <laughs> I love you for that. <laughs> <laughs> I, that I, w- I was trying, like it was my ticket to be in and to be yeah. cool. To be um, like, no, I know, trust me, I'm, I'm cool. Like I'm you, cool. Watch you don't, don't want to hate me. Right. Check that. Me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So that, that definitely tracks. Now, Talk me through how you landed in Los Angeles all the way from Miami. I actually do not know this. Yeah. I, so I was, I was in, I was going to New World uh, in Miami. It's a, it's a arts uh, college. And mm-hmm. I tore, I tore my calves. I was Ooh. going way too hard. It's like, mm-hmm. 8 a.m. ballet, foot position, releve, petit allegro, just, uh, and also doing Robert Battle repertory, and also doing the West African uh, rep pieces, and and just like, you know, and, and then just showing like, improving outside of that as and well. And then showing improving, <laughs> yeah, out, and then no kind of PT, no yoga, mm-hmm, no body mm-hmm. care, no cross training, uh, horrible, horrible diet horrible just like you know just eating rubbish uh uh so yeah um injury took me out and I uh I had always I had always been like a closet popper um like I was I was down to like yeah this is how I know you actually yeah yeah I, I, I was down to like dance and freestyle and also in the other lane of dance uh that is the like dance training official dance training lane um from middle school my teachers were teaching improvisation um Mm. and composition and and like we were being asked at a very young age and and uh to like create and be creative and and uh yeah, that's and, where our stories are not the same. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah, no, I, in hindsight, I see how lucky I was to have the teachers that I had in these schools, um, mm-hmm. because the curriculum obviously was, was like, really, really uh, diverse. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something special to Miami, and the way that uh, they teach arts there. Totally. Um, but uh yeah, had always been a, a closet popper. I knew I didn't have the technique, and that's why I was a closet popper because right. I was cool to like freestyle hip hop and like um, what they what the kids call nowadays twerking. 
Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> There's your grandma uh, showing and, up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, was twerking before it was called twerking. Um, but with popping, that only happened like literally in my room, locked door. I Ooh. wanted it so bad in my body. It was such a magical way of moving to me, but I knew I didn't understand the technique and I hadn't met anyone that understood the technique. Um, so you so... came to LA to meet the electric boogaloos. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Legend was the LA-based popper that that um, I, I first laid eyes on. My mm-hmm. boyfriend, still in Miami at this time, my boyfriend, uh, B-boy named Rudy Goblin, well... Started as a b boy, now as an incredible like Poet, actor, writer, dancer, actor, theater all artist, the things. writer, extraordinaire. Yeah, yes. uh, shout out Rudy. Uh, shout out Rudy. Yeah, we we share actually um, some mentors, uh, Rudy and I. Um, uh, and so Rudy kind of like peeped that I was a closet popper, and he was like, "You should, you should do it." you know and and I was like yeah I want to do it and he was like oh check this out I think it was like a 2000 2010 freestyle session footage of legend getting down I'm gonna find it I'm gonna I'm gonna find it I'll put it in the show notes Woo! I had never seen something so funky in my life his the musicality I yeah I I'm not sure if I have the year correct might be 2011 might be we'll, we'll find it we'll back and forth yeah. until we find it totally yeah okay um, I can't wait to see it and I just was like that lit a fire in me and then Rudy introduced me to um the coolest dude uh popper in Miami anonymous and his kind of like the crew like I started meeting like the poppers of Miami mm-hmm. which was just mm-hmm. like a couple dudes and right. no women absolutely no Zero. no women mm-hmm. just a couple dudes and I was like cool yeah let's get and down. it was amazing because Nams was like you already doing he's like as far as dance you don't need to change anything you just need to learn how to hit uh-huh. you just need some some like popping technique and just add the popping the, on top of all the crazy the shit you already pop. know. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. The the range, I'm sure, the fluidity, the musicality. But I mean, like, I'm with you by the way. I think locking was definitely my my first introduction into like funk styles for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's it is a natural match for my personality. Absolutely. But I love popping. I love it. Boog style. I mean, come on. Come on. Yes. So also, magical. It's magical. It's amazing. And it's a wiggle. You get to booger around, <laughs> but then have tiny explosions happening all the time. Yes. So it was the tiny explosion part that you needed that you that you needed to refine. Yes. And truly yeah. that takes time. Like the actual rapid fire in a muscle, there are those of us who have it naturally, like sprinters versus long distance runners, there are like by nature differences, but you can train your muscles to start mm-hmm. firing and releasing more quickly. Yep. And is that what you did? Did you just go yes. in on training? Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. I, I was, I, every, every moment opportunity, I, right. I was injured. So I wasn't in school anymore. 
So I, mm. my ta- my my calves were torn. So I was laying in bed practicing my arm hits yep. and my waves. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, this is, this is my time. This is my moment. When else would I get to focus on just getting my arm muscles to like rapid fire? Uh, Whoa. At, like, so I literally just laying in bed, you know, just like. Listening to Roger. Yes, yeah, listening to punk music, just like. Uh, (laughs) Oh, I love this image so much. Oh my goodness. Um, Yeah, really, LA happened because, as far as like life track goes, Mm -hmm. um, I was tired of. I was doing a lot of like dancing in Telemundo and Mm -hmm. on Univision and working at strip clubs and go-go dancing and just doing doing anything I could possibly do in the realm of dance Mm -hmm. uh, to make money and survive Um, but I was I it was eating at my soul I was like what am I doing with my fancy artsy fartsy dance education Mm-hmm. Uh, we, like in these worlds, you know, um, which all the worlds overlap and inform each other. I know this now, but I felt very, uh, I felt, I felt like unsatisfied just, with this. Yeah, place. yeah, I felt unsatisfied with the kind of options of being a woman that were being presented to me, like a woman. Right. I like I was like on, you know, uh, dancing on Sábado Gigante, which is like this this, you know, uh, TV show, the kind of a host. And but the guy, the guy is like a dinosaur. He's like 170. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the women on the show, like even if they're doing this like interpretive dance, it's like you're wearing like a bra and booty shorts and you mm-hmm. have literally drag face on like mm-hmm. cake, cake. Mm-hmm thick Mm -hmm. just I I just felt it it just didn't feel I was like I this is not a this is not what I want out of a dance career I want to be I want to be creative I want to I don't want to just like do steps I want to I want to make I want to create I want to I want something different and so I actually was on a job with Tanisha Scott and dancing for Sean Kingston Mm-hmm. And the gig was uh, Sean Kingston was performing live on So You Think You Can Dance. And uh, and that was my first time I came to L.A. And I was like, oh, I fell in love with the hills. Like we were driving through Silver Lake and I was like, what is this place? <laughs> like the hills and the succulents and the cacti and the flowers and mm-hmm. just the the like topography the 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 place itself the actual land mm-hmm. um the weather oh yes uh and the people there was yes. there was brown people there like the you know it, it like there was there was all kind there was like brown yellow pink all kinds blue. of people there all was, kinds of people there was this, diversity this i love for la for. and i was like i can do this i can mm. i can make this because I had done New York and mm. that was 
that, that also all kinds of people though but way less trees less flowers yeah. less hills less uh-huh. mm-hmm. yeah uh-huh. i need the trees and the uh-huh. trees are as important as the people um i i actually talk to them probably more often than i am talk to people um <laughs> i love this but... i love this so much on the subject of communication <laughs> you're like no i talk a lot it's just not 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 to people <laughs> just not out loud it's mm-hmm. like telepathic uh, mm-hmm. uh yeah there's a there's a beautiful ficus tree right outside of my window in my living room that i sit in front of that window and meditate every morning um, and I just sit and observe the tree every morning before I go into my meditation. Um, yeah, it's really, really, it's my tree friend. All right. Uh, I have a tree friend outside but, my place. We're not that intimate though. I'm going to get to know it. I'm going to get to know it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a living thing. You Absolutely. Know? It's, it's, a uh, yeah, there's definitely energy to be exchanged there. I'm going to take a photo. I'll share it to you. I want to know, I, I want to know what you think of this tree. I'll take a photo. Yeah. I want to see this tree. Okay. So that is how you landed here. What year was that? 2000. And I want to say the job was 20, 2009 because I moved in 2010 and okay. I worked a cruise ship job to, um, to pay my student debt mm-hmm. and gather a little bit of, of, money to Mm -hmm. to to make the move and so i worked on carnival cruise ships Mm -hmm. um as a like party motivator which was hilarious oh i would like go i wish i wish you just have a face because my jaw (laughs) slapped the floor just now not that i don't think you motivate a party but i don't think you motivate the type of party that one might find on a carnival (laughs) cruise ship Wait, what uh, are the what is the job description exactly? Like, talk me so, through what that looks like because okay. I can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, when people say I, I worked on a cruise ship, they think I was like part of the show, in the, in the, the like end. stage yeah. show. Yeah, no, that was not my job. My job, it was me. So this company was pairing a popper and a Brit and a, and a B person, a B boy. Uh-huh. Um, so we were like a duo team. And we would make up routines and uh, uh, v- very like busking kind of energy. But mm-hmm. we would go to these parties and we would like get dance circles going. We would like hide okay, okay, the okay, party. Okay, would, okay, and then okay. we would like get the party going. We would go in and we would like bust our little routine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, you know, mixing some popping, some locking in there, a little bit of a little bit of like rocking and stuff, uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. like I wasn't trying to do head spins or anything, but, um, and then, you know, people would be like, Woo, oh my God. And then we'd be like, yeah, cha-cha slide. Let's go bitch. And- <gasps> oh my God. I love this so much. <laughs> um, and we would cha-cha slide, macarena, electric slide. Uh, we would do all the line dances, all the party dances, um, with all of the, 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 the jolly drunk people yeah on these cruise ships yes um, for money you did for, that for money mm-hmm. yeah yep. yes yep. that is an option it is yeah it is uh and so and so i did i did that and um and then got back to miami and was just like now is the time mm-hmm. i need i need i need to change uh 
my environment mm-hmm. uh, and I need to and really the creative energy I didn't mention that about LA mm-hmm. it is tangible mm-hmm. in yeah. in the air like the you the creative energy in this city uh, was really inspiring and I just was like I I think I'll be okay here like I, mm-hmm. I think I can I think I can craft the vision of the the kind of life that I want to be living here. I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like I can I can do that. Um, yeah. And do you feel like you I, have? Uh huh. Yeah, I did. Uh-huh. I did. And then some. And then I some. Did yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So, not to bring out like the the magazine clipping moments, but. I am aware that you are one of Billboard's top twelve most iconic choreographers of the decade. What a what a weird number, right? Twelve. Top twelve <laughs> of the decade. It's not even like top top ten of the decade or top twelve of a year, like twelve months, but like no top twelve of ten years. But work. Either way, you would have still made the cut. So <laughs> even if it was top 10. If it was 10, um, I might have not made the cut. <laughs> I, well, actually, I don't know what the number order was of these choreographers, but I will say it doesn't matter because in my yeah. eyes, you're like 100% top three. So let's, oh, let's dig into so like, I, so you worked very closely with Heidi Duckler. For those of you, for those listening who do not know Heidi Duckler, site specific, very, very well-funded um, art dance. I'm just going to stop right there because it isn't company dance in the traditional sense of the word with a, a repertoire and, you know, theater-style performances. It's immersive. It's site-specific. It's a thing. Um, was that a place that you found yourself in pretty early in your Los Angeles experience? How did that evolve into being so entrenched in what I call the commercial world? And then I would love to talk a little bit about what commercial means to you. Um, but yeah, how, how did that trajectory work for you? I, uh, hmm. So I'll just start where I remember. Um, Good I haven't traced the dots all the way back. I did a video. I don't know how, I'm not remembering how I got connected with Jacob Jonas. Mm-hmm. But Jacob Jonas invited me to be part of a video project. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is, this is early. This is, early. this is like maybe like two years in, mm-hmm. into LA. Mm-hmm. My first two years were very much popping battles, popping battles, get down, get down, cypher, cypher, mm-hmm. go to the club, battle at the club. <laughs> go. Like, I was living that life. I um, think that must have been uh, when I first saw you. And it was just like, damn. Yeah, I was, I was really immersed in the freestyle community mm-hmm. because I felt like I needed to catch up. I was like, I've been training dance since I was a tiny little like baby but this popping this magical this magical dance form only exists in this community in this realm in these secret it feels like little, a secret society or something yeah. little places you gotta yeah. go find it um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So I was like putting, I was paying my dues. I was like entering all the battles. I was going to all the practice sessions. I was going to all the jams. I was like really, really, um, and dive, diving deeply into this community because I, I had so much respect for the roots mm -hmm. and for mm -hmm. where it comes from. And I wanted to, I wanted to give it the time that I had given so many other dance forms. Um, I wanted to embody it and mm. uh, put those hours in. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, I sidetracked Jacob Jonas video. Mm -hmm. I am at, I'm in the, we're, we're there, we're making the video and we're in this like hike with a, with looks like a war bunker like a decrepit war bunker like mm -hmm. really cool site can't couldn't tell you where we were <laughs> in some mountain with some uh interesting structural elements mm -hmm. uh um and marissa labog was one yes. of the other uh dancers there humans. so great love yes marissa. absolutely love marissa i have marissa to thank for bringing me into the site-specific, mm -hmm. specifically the Duckler site-specific world mm -hmm. um, because I had done site-specific and immersive uh, performance in Miami, mm -hmm. um, uh, working with Octavio Campos, huge, huge influence in my artistry, in my life, uh, really amazing Cuban-German queer performance artist uh, that is, yeah, really, really was a, a big ingredient in the the sauce that is that is me right now um but uh yeah marissa was also on that shoot and mm -hmm. she saw me doing my thing uh you know when jacob was like okay now you go uh like <laughs> uh and i was like oh, okay uh and i was doing my thing i think i was like engaging with some like a hand railing or something and marissa came up to me after after she saw me dance and she was like, do you do site specific dance? And I was like, oh yeah, I love site work. Mm -hmm. um, and she was like, I, I, I have, have some place for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's like, I, I'm part of this company. Um, it's a site specific company. We never perform proscenium. We never perform on stages. We only perform in the real world. Um, it's a very collaborative uh, creative process. And really, uh, Heidi working working with Heidi, I I, I danced with her um, for about two to th two about two three years into dancing with her. Heidi asked me to be associate artistic director. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we just co-created really well mm -hmm. um she she provides ample space for her dancers to um collaborate to be themselves uh to um create the 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 language mm -hmm. um uh and and I dan and I danced with Heidi for seven years so I got to practice making uh consistently there was one year with Heidi where we did 32 productions in one year like we were popping 
them out. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was my second jaw drop of the interview. That's tremendous. It's insane is what it is. That's that's actually nuts. It was fun. (laughs) (laughs) But that was awesome. And Uh, and a hugely, um, like, a, a great exercise to be cranking out and delivering and starting processing and finishing a work like to get to practice each of those three steps that often I mean Mm -hmm. I start stuff all the time the finishing comes around far less often but Mm -hmm. like wow that's exceptional okay yeah cool yeah so there was there were things that were is like oh we have two weeks for this but then mm-hmm. there were things where, like, we have a rehearsal for this. Mm-hmm. We need to create an hour worth of material uh, in one or two rehearsals. You know, it, like, really conditioned me for the, the way wor- the industry works. The industry works, which is like, no time ever. No time. But mm-hmm. create something absolutely amazing here. Thank you. Um, <laughs> and, yeah, I got great practice for for many many years uh, mm-hmm. of just being able to create quickly mm-hmm. um uh that yeah. makes sense yeah that makes total sense yeah. and so was it after you stopped working with her company that you started the more commercial stuff and what would you consider commercial i have a pretty easy definition for myself that commercial work or the commercial industry is in the context of dance it's dance that is made to sell something whether that's an album or an artist or a carl's jr burger or amazon prime (laughs) it's like that there is a you're dancing to sell so it's called commercial dance that's the way that i explain it to myself would you explain it differently i mean that's a great definition i uh i agree with that definition, I think it's a very clear definition of what's actually happening. <laughs> but if you were to ask me that question without hearing your answer, I would say it's work with funding. <laughs> mm, mm-hmm. It's work with okay. a budget. Okay. Would you say that Heidi's work was that as well then? She is. When it comes to like being recognized as a force in the dance and and fine arts community i think she's up there in los angeles specifically and her her work is mostly grant funded i'm assuming i could be yeah. totally wrong though yeah okay that see that is the thing like uh and I, I maybe i should add big budgets or bigger budgets uh, uh, uh mm-hmm. when i'm talking about commercial commercial yeah, funding yeah, right um numbers uh yes Heidi is a great grant writer she has an amazing team uh and um yes grants are what are funding the dance company but those are not Mm. big budgets those are um yeah relative to our Uh, to our music videos of the day yeah, like, I mean there are there are price tags on music videos, although probably not what they used yeah. to be in the in the TRL days. Yo, I don't know if you've mm-hmm. ever watched, you know the Mojo.com. There's like a is it Meet Mojo? I don't remember what it's called. Some YouTube channel Mojo something that does like top five best X or the ten things you didn't notice mm. about Y. There are all these lists, 
and they they do um, most expensive music videos of all time. I've watched it like fourteen times because I'm always blown away. The budgets of music videos in the prime in the moment, like Backstreet Boys, Janet and Michael, um, like that type of world, bananas. And still today, your big players, multi multiple millions of dollars for a three minute music video. It does blow my mind a little bit, but. Um, okay. So that's a space you found yourself working a lot and I don't mean to toot your horn, but I am going to toot your horn. Like the most, the, like the biggest names of our time, Harry Styles, Dua Lipa, Christina Aguilera, Miguel. Oh my goodness. Katy Perry, just to name a few. These are people that you not only worked with, but made, I will use the word iconic, even though Billboard used it first. Uh, iconic, really, really memorable, lasting stuff. And I will tell you this, and I am flattering you right now, and that's okay because I like to flatter my guests. I work with a lot of up-and-coming young dancers. I love sharing what I've learned. I love helping people. I love helping the navigational process of, you know, transitional times and becoming Mm -hmm. a working person. It's a very interesting chapter to me. I'm also very interested in transitioning into new careers that's where my attention is right now like Mm. choreographer into director or choreographer Mm -hmm. into producer Mm -hmm. like I'm very much about these chapters anyways there was a time when I was talking to young people a lot and when I said what kind of work do you want to be doing and I cannot tell you the number of times I heard your name come out of people's mouths like I want to work for Tuggie I want to dance for Dua Lipa I want to work I want to do Tuggie's choreography Whoa, and, really? and I and that to me is iconic. That's like when when people outside of your sphere seek you out as being the destination they want to land at. I'm like, that's pretty freaking cool. I really, really dig that. And I'm sorry I should have told I should have just hung the, up the, and called you immediately. <laughs> but the, this the jaw drop is on this side. Now. <laughs> How do you feel hearing that? What do you think? Uh, I I feel warm. I feel warm and and uh, uh, yeah, that, that's a lovely thing to hear. Uh, yeah. I've de- definitely never heard that before. Um, <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah, and I hope they do. And I think there are a, I think there are a handful of them that will. If you continue doing what you're doing, I don't know if if you know, pop star world stuff is still interesting and appetizing to you. But the work that you've done in that space is, oh, it makes me want to spend more time with pop. <laughs> so, yeah. so hats well, off I'm sure you. they will. I'm sure they will because that isn't that, that such a, a huge factor yeah. in um, manifesting and getting to where you want to get. You just you have to talk about it and you have to um, speak it into existence and, um, mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm sure I will work with those people at some point. Uh, Let's go. Let's go. But yeah. Uh, and yeah, I definitely am still interested in the, the like, in this pop pop world. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like I, like, <laughs> I, like I snuck in isn't the right word. But I like mm. Jedi. I think I Jedi mind trick all totally. of these, all of these people because uh that I work with uh not not the artists themselves but like the ways that I get like the people that actually 
make the choices of like making those connections and, mm-hmm. and things like, uh, but to answer the, your question from before, I started working, I started working commercially, uh, while I was still working for Heidi mm-hmm. because it wasn't something that like, Oh, I, I switched lanes and then I was good. Um, mm-hmm. and I could just be in that other lane. I definitely needed in order to financially, mm-hmm. uh, survive. I still needed to do all the jobs I could possibly do. And so I stayed working for Heidi basically until it became difficult to, to do, um, to do both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, and I, and I, I rode that, that split, um, as far as I could. Um, Mm -hmm. and then just got to a point where I was, there was no time for self-care. There was no, Mm -hmm. no time to breathe. There was no time to, you know, I just, yeah, there was no time to (laughs) nap, uh, and so I uh, parted ways with the company, um, but still have have love. Uh, cool. Still, that most of the dancers that are now dancing for Heidi are uh, dancers that I brought into the fold. Mm-hmm. So I still feel very much connected um, to to that 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 community. Cool. Go back to the Jedi side door entry, the sneak attack, how you how yeah. you've gotten how you found yourself um such a pillar of the pop circuit. This is so I just funny made, I just made that. that up, but that's real. Like <laughs> when I say the name and when you I mean iconic, iconic, iconic. I'm sorry, but like I'm sorry, I don't mean to over I don't want to like I don't, I, hey, okay, well then let's just keep moving through it. Um, <laughs> is that, do you think that way because your come up is less traditional or like where does the Jedi part come in? Because through my veil or through my, through my eyeballs, it's like people who want to do something fresh and different look for fresh and different people. Mm. People who want a sure thing hire the sure thing and that's fine that's usually what they get and that's fine but when I see artists like Miguel or Harry Styles or Dua Lipa who were looking for fresh and new it doesn't seem like you pulled any witchcraft to land there (laughs) it seems like all you had to do is be yourself but again that's from the outside looking in what was your experience of that like yeah I mean I I think I say that I think I say the like I've put a spell or I've done some kind of brujeria or something <laughs> because I didn't I didn't really have any exposure to mm-hmm. choreographers that were successful in the industry and also doing their own like sort of uh, I guess what I'm trying to say, everyone that I saw, all, all the examples that I had to look at as far as like successful choreographers in the industry, they had a style, they mm-hmm. had a aesthetic, they had a, you know, a stamp, they had like, mm-hmm. this is how, this is how I choreograph, this is my style, you can look mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. choreography um, and be like, oh, that's so-and-so, mm-hmm. um, and, and, uh, and that that's not my approach. So in collaboration, my my intention is never to get someone to move just like me because that's impossible. So 
it's kind of, it it's a well you're blowing my mind right now my friend i love this um, like the goal was actually to not have a signature the yeah the goal my the goal was was to create the best thing i could with the colors provided like with the ingredients and the people and the context that i was given mm-hmm. right um so that's why i feel like i'm I an see. anomaly I because yeah. because my process is so different than like than what you normally see like the job title you usually the job description you see in a, with most choreographers um i feel like i don't do that mm-hmm. um so that's why i'm kind of like um uh, that's awesome uh, do you mind do you mind if i ask a question about that about process real quick yeah and i hope she doesn't mind but um you are in process right now and i want to talk about your your upcoming work your first evening length show in a very long time mm-hmm. called metanoia am i saying mm-hmm. it right yeah. <clears throat> and jillian myers is in there in in the in the dance scape and um i've been hanging out with her a lot lately and we check in after rehearsals or I'm with her before mm-hmm. she goes and I've just asked like, how's it going? And she's like, so good. I'll tell you what, there's just no push. There's no like force. There's no, you have to, we must, let's go push, push. And she's like, it's so refreshing to remember that there are ways to get things done, to get results and great results that don't have to do with pushing. Is that your way in pop world stuff as well? Is that? Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So even I, when there is a, a commissioner, a budget, a deadline, a shoot date, a call sheet, that's your way is, is how would you call it? What would you call it? I want to nurture. It's like mm-hmm. a, a nurturing creative process. It's a collaborative mm-hmm. creative process. Uh, there, it, it blows my mind I've, from a very young age, never responded well to being to to being pushed, mm-hmm. uh, to being yelled at, to being um, uh, fear mongered into mm-hmm. <laughs> into the right formation. Um, that energy that is very often the choreographer energy. Mm-hmm. Um, loud authoritative mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh you better get the counts right you gotta get the boom ska mm-hmm. uh didn't work that that made me shrink when when I I definitely was on the receiving end of that kind of leadership mm-hmm. um and I didn't I didn't feel like my glow was at its brightest when I was uh, when I was in those situations, I felt like I shrunk mm. and, um, yeah, people are always going to do a better job if you treat them with kindness and if you see them and if you see, uh, how uniquely they show up as an individual into a space. And if you care about how they feel and, um, uh, so I, that's how I that's how I like to create yes work hard Mm -hmm. yes you know 
right right now with Miguel, I've been I've been teaching him some like popping drills and some technique Ooh. and you know and I'm like bro 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 you gotta Again. you gotta do these drills every day mm-hmm. you gotta mm-hmm. do them every day you, that because you're you're the neuro the neural circuitry the the you yeah. know like that it needs time. to get wired in and and it takes time and you have to be consistent you have to show up and you have to keep practicing um so it's not to say that I'm you know, that I, that I, that I don't facilitate or that I don't like, um, have some sort of discipline to work hard. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, rather maybe you invite them to work hard, make space for hard work and lead yeah. with hard work, but it yes. doesn't feel like punishment. No, I want to inspire like you it. into being amazing. I don't want to like pressure you into being amazing. Um, so yeah, I I very much show up that way uh in in the pop world and I think it it can it really serves people at a specific mm-hmm. like time in their lives, you know? Like mm-hmm. for example with Dua when I first worked with Dua in the new rule with for the new rules video, mm-hmm. she was like surprised at my approach mm-hmm. at how gentle was I was and how she she was regimented. traumatized. She she had she had worked with choreographers before that had like put fear in her, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so I think that my more gentle, collaborative, um, caring approach really helped her gain some confidence and be like, oh, I think if I work with this person, I I can I can get better at moving. I can um you know move in my videos and on stage and mm-hmm. find a way where mm-hmm. cuz my thing is always like I want to amplify you I don't want to I don't want to cut copy paste mm-hmm. me onto you or my ideas onto you I want to I want to come into the creative space with you and co-create a physical vocabulary a language that amplifies your glow that that those little nuances that only you do that move in that way that you do it I want to do that and yeah maybe some people (laughs) might make fun of you uh but other people are going to be like that's iconic and then you're going to turn it up and then you're and and then you're going to make it a thing and then it's going to be like oh the the move um but it went on a journey right like Mm -hmm. Sometimes there's early adopters. Sometimes there's early haters. You're going to, you're going to get it all in that mm-hmm. when you're like that uh, level of, of in the public eye, you know, it's mm-hmm. just uh, part of the territory. Totally. Um, but some people, my approach doesn't, doesn't work for them. They want someone to be told to, what to do. <laughs> to be yeah, afraid they of. Want, and they want someone to, to like, push them to do mm-hmm. what they need to do like mm-hmm. they want that militant yep. very structured traditional way of pushing um and that's okay you know I actually feel like do a transition like when she when she was we worked together for several years and then she got to a point in her dance journey where mm-hmm. she was like I want someone that's gonna push me harder interesting you know 
Yeah. And and I was like, you go, boo. Cool. You graduated. Go. The next yeah. chapter. Go. Like, I I have served you. That's cool. We have served each other. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, moving forward, nothing but support and love for you. Like. Very cool. Uh, and yeah, it's, uh, and then, you know, there's, there's like people like, uh, I, I love working with Alicia Keys so much because she's in a space where her wisdom and her, her experience has brought her to a place where she's like, I want to surround myself with people that make me, make me feel good. I mm. like remove all the toxicity from my life. Mm-hmm. I uh, I have agency. I want to take care yes. of myself. I you know she's like on her grown woman shit. You Oof. know, and Oof. and you know and exercising her her power in making those decisions. Yeah, and so it's so wonderful working with her because like I have a specific like moment in mind where we, you know, so I'm still telling people what to do. I'm not just like, I, <laughs> like, I, I'm still yeah. choreographing, I'm still yeah. uh, uh, doing, uh, directing um, in a, in a way uh, that, that very much is, is telling them what to do, but it's telling them what to do with, without the need to remove themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's, it's a, I want you to meet my ideas with your ideas. Right. Mm. Um, and so it's like, we did, we were, we were filming this uh, YouTube documentary that we were doing together and, uh, she was doing a performance to, um, the song, uh, is it insane? And the, the story, the narrative behind the song is just this like, woman that is obsessed with this man and she and it and it's kind of like driving her insane and and um and he doesn't want her you know it's just like a very novella very mm-hmm. drama mm-hmm. um intensity you know we were we were when in the process we were tapping into like Nina Simone energy mm-hmm. and um like these very like dramatic uh gravity gravity emotion like ooh, Mm -hmm. deep feelers yeah Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and i remember when we shot that uh you know i'm like standing a couple feet away from her with my megaphone Mm -hmm. um you know just like directing her as she's performing giving her cues and um and she when when we cut she like look, she she was sitting on the floor with this like uh the kind of like broken apart piano mm-hmm. around her um and she like looks up at me and she's just like i like how you talk to me <laughs> and i just was like <laughs> i was like yes i love you so much you get it you get it you but you could tell she was like in an altered state Oh yeah. You know, like Oh yeah. And I just was like, yes, yeah, you we went there. We went there. You took her to a place. She was with you the whole way. Yeah. Didn't like wasn't kicking and screaming in the passenger seat. She was like, I like the way you drive. 
I'm buckled yes, in. She, I'm with she you. Went there. Yeah. She went on the journey. In her dream state on the way back, she said, I like that. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> that moment, that immediate right after, like right after the show, right after a take, truth comes out right there, yo. It's incredible. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And it was Thank like, you for sharing she was that. still in the, she was still in the, that space of transition. Right. In you between. know, you like. Yeah go into performance and you go into an altered state and then you have like a come the come down before mm. you're like a regular human being again and that was like the first thing that came out of her mouth as she finished she looked over and said that and I just felt so loved and seen and appreciated by her uh in that moment um but yeah Oof. I love that so so much gold I have all the all the love and thanks for you and Tuggy. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Dana. Bye. All right, my friend, that is it. Part two of Tuggy, which felt like part one, such a solid introduction to her and what made LA the clear choice for her in terms of where to live and where to make. Um, I think that episode really informs us about how she makes um, in her way. I simply adore that Tuggy was a cruise ship party starter for money, and I hope that anyone listening out there might be encouraged by having a new calling, because <laughs> I didn't even know that was a thing, and that is a thing. Uh, I also am I'm still scooping my jaw off the floor about 32 productions in one year. There's just, wow, I just said the word just. If you've seen Eight Counts, the words that movie, you know that this is unacceptable. I digress. There is something to be said for that rate of production. The amount that you learn when you produce that much. The amount that you grow when you produce that much. The amount of fatigue when you produce that much. And how you really can get better at you, when you practice making even when you're tired you get better at making when you're tired like like that muscle gets strong not encouraging that we all be tired making or or chasing burnout but i am just again with the just wow i guess that ought to tell you how um uh how awestruck how actually baffled i am uh by that number holy smokes wowza let me see. Uh, what else did I love? Ooh, I love the idea of not having a signature being a strength. I think so many of us dwell on and beat ourselves up for not having one thing. When used correctly, not having one thing really can be a strength. I love this, this perspective. Um, I also thought it was very interesting to hear about Tuggy's parting paths with Dua and finding that blissful post-performance altered state with Alicia Keys. Um, I think it's, I, I think we find ourselves exactly where we should be. And it sounds like that's where Tuggy was and is when she works with the people she works with. So I am inspired by that, inspired by adding more breath to my life and work more more calm and of course more funk i hope you do as well 
Get out there into the world, y'all. Keep it very funky. And I will talk to you very soon. Oh, do not forget, this weekend, Metanoia, January 23rd through 26th. Get in there. This is huge. This is important. I cannot wait. I have tickets. I don't remember which night, but I hope I see you there. Be sure to say hi. And um, yes, now I'll talk to you later. Bye. This podcast was produced by me with the help of many. Music by Max Winnie. Logo and brand design by Brie Reitz. And big thanks to Riley Higgins, our executive assistant and editor. Also, massive thanks to you, the mover who is no stranger to taking action. So go take action. I will not, cannot stop you from downloading episodes or leaving a review and a rating. I will not ban you from my online store for spending your hard-earned money on the cool merch and awesome programs that await you there. I will 100% not stop you from visiting wordsthatmoveme.com if you want to talk with me, work with me, and make moves with the rest of the Words That Move Me community. Oh, and also, I will not stop you from visiting thedanawilson.com if you're curious about all the things that I do that are not Words That Move Me related. (laughs) All right, my friend, keep it funky. I'll talk to you soon.